Hi, I'm Josh Givens. And I'm Stan Givens. And on today's episode of Rescuing Churches, we are going to be talking about five ways to digitally enhance your pastor's sermons and increase online reach. And my sermons need to be enhanced because... They're terrible. <laughs> That's what I thought. So this I mean, is as your this, son. Yes. I can just say that flat out. Yeah. So my son's writing blogs now to say, "Dad's sermon needs to be enhanced." Yes, it's not good. And he starts. It's not good enough on its own. How about that? He starts that? the whole blog by talking about how Jesus' sermons didn't have to be enhanced; they were fine. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> exactly. I mean, is that is that an untrue statement? No. Is that unfair? No. Jesus did great. Hello, and welcome to Rescuing Churches with Stan and Josh Gibbons. This is the official podcast of 614 Ministries, where we exist to renew vision and restore hope at struggling churches across the country. With over 80% of churches in decline and 1,500 pastors a month battling depression, we strive to equip members and encourage ministers to pursue new directions of stability and growth. So apparently the old man needed to be schooled a little bit, and we have to up- We're going to school now. We have to update and enhance his sermons. Yes, to make them better. That's right. So a great sermon, still a great sermon, right? It is. Yeah. But there are ways that guys like you who do social media, who help with digital media, digital media, especially in the sanctuary, um, actually can enhance what we're doing. Yes. And I was taught in uh, my college days, which is long before you came around. Yes. Uh, but even back then, we used to be instructed all the time, the more senses you can touch while you're teaching someone, the more the greater the chance the student has to retain the information. So we were taught to write, if you have a board, write it on the, write your points on the board. Right. Same thing back Same in thing. old school days. Yeah. So back when we wrote on chalkboards, wow. oh my gosh. Wow. So, But we were taught that. And we were taught that if there's a way for you to do something hands-on with them, yep. you know, the more senses your teaching and instruction can touch, the better. And with our digital age now and media and all the stuff that you work with, we use our screens and our graphics. You do a really good job with our screens and graphics to draw people into the message Based on the graphics, creative fonts, creative pictures. Sometimes we can drop a video in there that fits perfectly. So we're going to talk a little bit about that in this podcast. And, and there and there's a need for that because it, it's terrifyingly sad to me. But the human attention span is now less than a goldfish. Sad. Yeah. It, it is. It is actually. And I'm not joking about this. The 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 link. The, the link for this is actually in the column. If you don't believe me, just go read the column. You can do the research J- JDGivens.com. JD it is it is all there. And it, it is say, say, but say the sentence again. horribly sad to me that our the human, atten- the the human, human attention span is less than a goldfish. All right. So here's my question. 
how do we know what a goldfish's attention span is? Who actually can measure a goldfish's attention span? I would have loved to have been in that science. <laughs> okay. In that science, it's uh, got to be the same project. scientist that that years several years ago went to an island full of monkeys. Right. It's an island full of monkeys, and they came away and wrote a report. This is a true true story. I don't have the link to it, but somebody can look it up and tell me. I'm sure. They came away with a report that says the monkeys on this island have been living together so long that they've evolved past. This is what the scientists were saying. They've evolved past what we as human beings are evolved. And I'm thinking, are they wearing pants? (laughs) No. No. (laughs) Are they taking notes on you while you're there? No. No. (laughs) Are you sitting there with your laptop taking notes on them? Yes. yes. I don't think they're more advanced. I'm sorry. I just don't see it. So I'm wondering if it's the same scientist that tried to figure out what the attention span of a goldfish exactly. is. Well, and the whole... Just dangle food in from it and wait till he turns away from the it. The whole deal with the attention span thing is, and it's the reason that I was kind of inspired to, to write this, is being a pastor, I mean, I know, being a pastor's son, I know that you... Every pastor struggles mm-hmm. on occasion with holding the attention span of the congregation. Absolutely, it does happen. So, and it's Every not and single it, Sunday, and it's not necessarily <laughs> yeah. it's not necessarily because your like your message content. I mean, we joke, but it's not necessarily because your message content is terrible. The message content can still be phenomenal. It's just that as a culture, we're so distracted by our iPhones, we're distracted by what we're going to eat for lunch that afternoon. Right. You know, or the lady that brought her dog into the service or whatever it <laughs> right, is. Right. You know, we, we service have service dog. Yeah. We have all these distractions right. going on and we can't focus on the pastor for 30 minutes, right. 45 minutes tops. Right. You know, so we, f- we feel this need to have some kind of digital enhancement to the, the sermon so that we will actually engage with it emotionally and mentally. Yeah. And I, I want to go on record to say it's not a bad thing to have visual stimuli as part of the Absolutely. service itself. Just like we were talking about school teachers use chalkboards and creative graphics and all kinds of stuff. Back in my day, we were doing that. We're still, we still need to be doing it. Right. And, and you can actually use your PowerPoint presentations, your digital present presentation in the service, not to distract from, but to actually enhance exactly. great word to enhance the pastor's message. And I think that's really important. In exactly. That. So, so I would say, um, let, let's just talk through these points you have. Here are some tools and ideas you should consider implementing to enhance your pastor's sermon while seeking to increase the audience. We got two two tracks going here. Number right. one, there's the on-screen sermon graphic design. Right. Let's talk about that a little. Bit. Yeah, this is going to be your first. This is going to be your first tool, and you're going to really want to when when you're considering this, just make sure that you have the right hardware, the right software to project, you know, on-screen visuals and things like that. Um, this is, this falls into the digital enhancement category. So this, we're not talking about audience mm-hmm. reach just yet. If your church has the hardware and software means to project something like what you mentioned a second ago, PowerPoint or any other type of digital projection yeah, software, there's plenty of other options out there. In fact, if you're, you know, if you're a PC, you know, guy, you're, it's probably already going to be outfitted with the latest edition Something. of, of yeah. Office. So you're, you'll have PowerPoint at least. Right. If you're a Mac user, it's going to be outfitted with Keynote. You can use that. 
you're going to want to make sure that your screens are either set up for uh, like widescreen four by three aspect ratio or 16 by nine. And then just decide which way you need to project. Do I need to project in widescreen? Do I need to project in in analog? Um, And no, (laughs) when really when you're looking for like worship backgrounds and stuff, a lot of people early on who get into this, they complicate it and they think, Oh, well I've got to make this really like creative and original and all that. This is 2020. Yeah. You can just go to Google and type in free worship backgrounds. And there they are. And there they are. Yeah. There are tons of resources online for this kind of stuff. And you would be shocked at how many free resources are available to you. I highly recommend Creation Swap. Uh, Church Motion Graphics is another one. The name of Church Motion Graphics is a little deceiving. It's not a website all about motion, like actual motion backgrounds, right. which some people do use. Sure. But CMG actually has a ton of stills as well. So you can go there and find all that. CMG also has free social media graphics. So if you're looking for some stuff to put on your Facebook page throughout the week enhance that. And, and enhance that a little bit and you don't have a little bit of a graphic design flair or you're not familiar with graphic design software, These are sites that are doing it for you and giving Mm -hmm. it away for free. Why wouldn't you take advantage of it? Yeah, and I'll just throw in one of the things you can do if you're learning how to do this, reach out to some churches around you that may be doing it and get their help, get their advice. You can always call us and check check with 614. We'll be happy to give you some guidelines for free and, and get you pointed in a good direction. But go the day before, the night before, or really early Sunday morning and go ahead and put your stuff up on the screen and make sure it's legible. Make sure the font's the right size and color for the lighting that's in your room. Uh, make sh- You'll learn it over time what works and doesn't work. If this background washes out or this, this font it never shows up right, you'll learn that pretty quick. So, But please don't just expect it all to go great the first few times you do it without checking it go in the night before try to go at the time where the lighting in the room is going to be about the same if it's a sunday morning we were at a church just recently where they the sunlight was coming in some windows oh, and Lord, it washed yes. their screen out <laughs> yes and you had made some graphics that you, we just couldn't see yes and between the lighting in their room you gotta love being the the yeah. comms guy when you go and you just visit have, a church and you you're visit visiting. you're visiting a church you don't to, know to help them out and you have no idea what the setup's going to be like and then you get there and it's like i've been blinded by the surface of the sun <laughs> that's right that was the cool. lighting in the room okay. and the sunlight i'm just gonna go back to the small, hotel now small somebody needs me and it completely <laughs> washed out your first night at first day of graphics and so dad you just preach yeah we're going go yeah, back to the no hotel. more enhancing no, <laughs> no more enhancing we're unenhanced yeah, now we're having a boring sermon <laughs> so, but but we learned and you re, we did it and of course they were willing to take some some of the fixtures out of the lights right yes, above the screen were. which yes. helped tremendously and uh, and it worked out really good but but just to, just my two cents worth on this is I'm not good with the graphics like you are which is why you took them out of my hands years ago but it will help you to practice early. Go check it out early. Yeah, right? I, I definitely agree with that. And if you're at a, and that's especially true if you're at a smaller church that doesn't have a comm staff that's already right. talented in the areas of graphic design. If you're a, a, a pastor wherein, like you were years ago before I came along or anybody else, if you're a pastor wearing more than one hat, 
and this is one of the hats you're wearing and you're just now hopping on board with it. Yes, I, I agree. Go up there the night before, get there really early the day of whatever right. you want to do. Right. Check it out. Check it out. Check yep. it out. Check it out. So and then the other way to enhance a pastor's sermon, you're saying, is through social media graphics and posts during the week uh, ahead of the sermon. And behind the sermon, I'm assuming you're you're referring to both. And in, and yeah, during the week. Yeah, during the week of the sermon. Right. So so you can actually do that. Tell us how how that works and what you recommend there. Yeah, this is this is a really good way to keep your pastor's sermon theme and his content fresh throughout the week. Okay, so like you don't want what your pastor preached on Sunday dying until it gets back around to the next Sunday. This is especially true. If like, like with, you know, your sermon series, if, if your pastor is in the middle of a, of a series that's going to be going on for an extended period of time, people tend to, it kind of all rolls together after a while. Um, so it's, and, and especially if you're using the same on-screen graphics for that sermon, they're seeing the same visual content every single week, you know, mm-hmm. right now at Northside, we're in the middle of a series that we've been in for a long time in first Timothy called strong church. And you can go to northsidemobile.org and see the graphic that I made for that series. And been up all year long. And that graphic has, started in January, if I'm not mistaken. January, yeah. yeah. That, that graphic has been up for months. So every Sunday, people are seeing the same visual graphic. So one thing you can do is on your social media platforms during the week, make a graphic that even if it uses the same visual color schemes or even the same graphic, uh, but stick it on your social media platforms and then like do a pull quote from your pastor sermon. Or if you've got a nice high res photo of your pastor preaching in the sanctuary, even if it wasn't from that day, it could just be on any given day. It doesn't matter, you know, as long as the you know screen isn't in view and it's not some other graphic from another right. sermon, you know, you can stick that, put, put the pull quote next to him on layered onto the graphic, you know, use your Canva, use your InDesign, whatever you like using, uh, you know, affinity designer, and put that put that graphic on your your Facebook page, your Instagram, and it's a great way for people to go, hey, that was from Sunday, two, three, four days ago. You know, I, I liked it when when Pastor Stan said that, mm-hmm. um, and this is what it meant to me, and I'm going to like that. I'm going to share that. I'm going to leave a comment on that. Now you've got your sermon content staying fresh on your platform so that people haven't forgotten it from Sunday, and they're sharing it with their friends, which is putting putting it in front of more people and there's more traffic. Yeah. And I've noticed you do some good interactive stuff where you'll say, Hey, what was something you yes. learned from asking questions this message or what was something you enjoyed about it or whatever. Um, it's always good for me to know that at least somebody listened. Somebody was paying attention. <laughs> that's right. That's right. At least one person. Most was of us as, as senior level pastors believe that, you know, if, if you can remember the sermon until you get to your car, on Sunday, we're so happy, right? Because lunch is going to take. My away. goal, and I believe the goal of every church comms individual is, the pastor might just be wanting you to remember it until you get to lunch. Make it your goal to help them remember it to at least the middle of the week or the end of the week, so that when they come back around, it's all connected. It's all still connected, and the dots are connected. And they go, "Hey, that was a great message last week. I'm looking forward to part two, or if it's my dad, part forty five. <laughs> Part 45. So, and then you mentioned lastly here in, in, in this uh, really good blog, JD blog, JD Gibb, JD blog, <laughs> JD blog, JD blog, givens.com, JD givens.com, the blog page for my son, Josh. 
You mentioned here about videography and ways to use that to enhance the messages and the Sunday sermons. And and also, let's talk a little bit about that. You, you give some stats in here. Uh, actually, this is where you mentioned the goldfish. Yeah. And, you know, we've got our silent partner, Michael, sitting here with us. And we'd actually uh, ironically did some video work with um, an agency earlier today that's helping us out doing some stuff for 614. So videography is not my <laughs> ironically, despite the fact that I majored in broadcast in college, video is not my strong suit. I learned it in college. I worked with it, but I, I reveled in all of the graphic design stuff that I took. So, but I know enough enough about video to say you should be using it in your church when and how you can. So if your church has a means to shoot high quality video packages or do some like, you know, like what we do with um, on Sunday mornings, we live stream every week. You should at least be doing that. Right. Um, and you don't need a lot of high end equipment to do that. No, I, you really I, don't. Through, through COVID, we've, you know, our children's pastor has shot videos for our children um, to see online. Right. And we didn't use any high expensive equipment with that. So you can do some of it with your smartphone if you have a quality smartphone. A good laptop today usually has some uh, video recording ability. Yeah, there's usually something built into your to your laptop. And video is, and I'll just throw this out, and we were talking about stats a second ago. Video is one of the most engaging forms of media out there right now. This is coming from wyzow.com. Over the last 15 years, and this is what we're talking about with the attention span, the human attention span has dropped from 12 seconds to 8.25 seconds. Eight whole seconds, man. Eight seconds. Okay. Wow. So this is, this is why, since we have such shorter attention spans now, we need video and things like graphics right. to enhance the sermons. The average length of a watched single internet video is 2.7 minutes. So after two, about roughly two and a half minutes, they're starting to fade out already. And if you don't, if you haven't, but as it captured their captured attention, their attention yeah. they're out, they're gone. They're clicking on something else. They're looking at an ad. They're going to another website. They're checking their email mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. going to get lunch or whatever they're doing. Okay. This is, this is a great stat from socialmediatoday.com. 92% of mobile device users regularly share video content with each other. 92%. Mm. Just think about that for a minute. Wow. Okay. Wow. 92%. Online, online videos typically have a 135% higher organic audience reach than still images. So all those still graphics that your church is making and designing, there's nothing wrong with those mm -hmm. and they're engaging and they work great. Mm -hmm. But video is king. And right. if, if you have the ability to do video, even little short creative bumper videos, that's where you're going to see a difference. Holds their attention longer. Yeah, absolutely. So. Absolutely does. And if you can drop even like a, a bumper video into your pastor's um, sermon content on, on a Sunday morning, even if it's not one you made yourself, if even well, if you just. Yeah, a lot of free ones out there. There's tons of free a ones online. A lot of free ones. Yeah. And if you can find one that relates to the theme of what he's preaching about and drop it in there, it's a great way for people to be teased and engaged about the theme right before he goes into his free sermon. sermon teaser, free sermon bumper. You can Google any of that. Yep. Find some good stuff out there. You also mentioned that sermon and audio podcast, sermon audio and podcast are very important. 
Um, to, you should have some sort of recording of your service if you can for people to come to their, come to your social media page and, and hear what the service would be like. At least if you don't have a visual, visual, at least you can hear it. So talk, talk for a second about the podcast and how many people are listening to podcasts these days. Yeah, this is, again, mind-blowing. Your church website, first of all, whether you do live streaming or not on your Facebook page, you should have your sermon audio on your website because, right. like we've said, it's the front door of your church. So people are probably going to find you there before they find your Facebook page, and they're going to want to listen to your sermons. So make sure that your sermon audio is on your website, and make sure that you have, if if you have the means to, have a podcast um, your sermon audio is going to be available to a much wider audience if you have a podcast, because then it's going to be filtered out to really popular platforms like Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, all of those. And you're going to have a, a way higher chance of reaching more people. Mm-hmm. According to the the <laughs> according to the infinite dial, which was a research project that was done by Edison Research and Triton Digital. 75% of Americans are now familiar with podcasting, which is roughly 212 million people. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. that's a lot of people. That's a lot of people. 55% of Americans have listened to a podcast, which is up from 51% in 2019. Podcast listeners have grown 37.5% in three years. So back in 2017, only 40% of Americans over the age of 12 have, had listened to podcasts, now compared to 55% in 2020. And you're getting all this because we're actually doing a podcast. Right. (laughs) You're hearing this on a podcast, podcast. listening, making that statistic work out for us. So, um, so we, we want to encourage you to use the podcast as a way to get people to come to your church. And and I would suggest you teach your church people that you, you have published a podcast for your church. So help them learn to re-listen to the sermon online and then they can share that with their friends. You can go, Hey, I got this neighbor that's yeah, exactly. wondering what our church is like. Exactly. And podcasts are extremely convenient. That's part of the reason that they're so popular right, right now is because they're so dang portable. People can just take them everywhere and people, people listen to them while they do other things like they cut, cut grass, cut grass work out, yeah. Yeah, pick up their kids from school, all that stuff. Yeah. So, you know, they can be listened to your sermon audio on a platform without having to hang out on your website right. And it's downloadable, so it's in their pocket, it's on their iPod, it's on their smartphone, it's on whatever they've got. Had a good friend just recently tell me that he went, he found out we had a podcast, didn't know I had a po- his friend from high school had a podcast, so he went on a long trip, eight-hour drive, and he said, you know, eight hours there and eight hours back, I was able to listen to, you know, a ton of your podcasts and catch up with them. Awesome. And he listened to all of them, so. Yeah, that'll help out our stats. It will, it will, <laughs> so it's good. Um, and by the way, if you're listening to this podcast, uh, we'd love for you to leave a rating. If you're if the podcast version you're listening to, the platform you listen to gives you a chance to do that, uh, leave us a rating. That would be awesome. Definitely, and, uh, definitely we like, we leave like a rating, get, leave a comment, comments, or any of that. Um, and then lastly, you mentioned about uh, having a church app, and this is something I thought was kind of weird when our small church decided we were going to get an app, but it actually was a financial bump for us sure. to get an app. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If your church doesn't have a smartphone app, it's probably worth looking into acquiring one. There's over 2.7 billion smartphone users in the world. So if your church has an app sitting in the app stores across the iOS and Android devices, there's a huge potential audience reach there for you. And there's about 
35 billion tablet users mm. in the world. So if your app is cross able to be cross downloaded, you know, with all that, then you're going to have a really high chance of reaching a much wider right. audience than just having your website, just having your social media and make sure that your website links and your social media links are on your app. Your app is basically your website in app form. Yes. So you're going to have like your weekly sermon notes. You're going to have some videos. You're going to have some, maybe a short blog or two from the pastor, all that kind of stuff. And it should also have the ability to tithe online. If your website has a giving platform on it so that people can give and tithe throughout the week, you should be able to do the same thing through the app. Right. And we've actually had some special services here at our church, some outreach services where we were able to say, hey, if you didn't bring any cash, it's okay. You can use our app to give. Yes. And we've we've received income in the last few weeks over that. And I, I don't know the name of our particular app base, but I know how to get that. So if you contact us, I'll get it for you. If you contact 614 Ministries, I'll get that for you. And I will tell you this, when we first signed up for it, and it's been several years ago now, um, they actually promised us a bump in income. And if it didn't happen, they would give all the money we had to invest in it back and double the money that we turned into them. So we didn't have to spend very much to get it to start with, but they were saying, hey, we'll give you twice back that if you don't make it in the first year, uh, if you don't make money in the first year. And we did. Our people began to give more because we did the app. So we would encourage you to do that for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And another great feature about apps is you can also, and then this is something that I highly recommend, and this is something that you can do on your church website as well, but make sure that it carries over to your app is the ability to sign up for events. Right. Most right. most apps will allow you to have event registration. Right. Some sort of calendar in there and a yeah, registration. Yeah, a calendar so that you can track the, the people that are actually signing up for it. Well, I feel enhanced. You've enhanced my sermon now. So we can close. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening to this episode of Rescuing Churches. We hope you found all the content and dialogue inspiring and helpful as always. If you need any help with any of this, you can reach out to us on our social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at 614rebuild. You can also email us 614rebuild at gmail.com, or you can call us, leave us a voicemail at 601-909-0614.